So hi, welcome to Noise Podcast with Floral Gray. We're gonna ask them some questions today. I'm gonna start. So what inspired you guys to start the band, and what does the band name mean? Uh, well, we've been playing music together for five or six years at this point under a different name, different band, different sound uh, called To Vanish Tomorrow, and then uh, early, late last year we basically decided to change our name after we wrote all this new music that we were writing and we finished it up so we changed our name to Floral Gray um, there's really no meaning behind it um, it's just a combination of, of words that we thought sounded good together and kind of fit the aesthetic of the band but I feel like we kind of made a bad choice because when you google Floral Gray like you get a bunch of like curtains and like drapes <laughs> Well, and like towels, curtains, <laughs> so. curtains and towels are pretty popular. So if you guys can manage to get above them in the search results, I think you've won. Exactly. Like I've heard they've been popping off lately. We're already operating at a loss as like a niche screamo band, and then we are now battling against the towel industry and like Wayfair and Listen, Amazon. And- if you can beat the towel industry, you've won. Exactly. World domination. Think- <laughs> it's only a matter of time. Um, it's a very hard one. He a lot of <laughs> um, so congratulations on your upcoming release, Widowed and Hot Glued. How do you feel the response to the single so far to believe you've shown it to since at the time of recording, it isn't out yet? I think I think Ron, you've shown it to the most people, right? You don't keep anything secret. You just <laughs> share everything. With everybody. Yeah, I've shared the song with like 20 people. Um <laughs> People people like it. It's a lot. It's a lot different than our first song. It's not completely like a screamo, scream, scram song, I guess. So it's a uh, it's a little bit different. It's a little bit darker. Um, yeah, it's just a completely different song. So. Uh-huh. Well, I wasn't expecting it when I listened to it, but I enjoyed yeah. it a lot because I'm into like that screamo oh, thingy. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Cool. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Of course. It, it's definitely interesting because like a lot of people started like talking about deftones when we would show them the song and like i mean i love deftones i think ron likes deftones too but we yeah. were definitely not even like thinking of them musically when we wrote that but ron actually wrote this song like five years ago so i don't know were you listening to deftones when you wrote this this is an old song actually oh yeah so <laughs> i i wrote the song when i was in high school on the acoustic guitar and actually um i had like this little like band camp like acoustic ep that I hope no one ever finds because it's pretty trash. It's but, still um, we're gonna know now. Yes, it is, but you don't. You don't have to listen to it. It's okay. Gloria's gonna go find um, it now. It's yeah, I'm gonna... <laughs> It's all right, but I, well, you can do whatever you want. But hear me out, though. So anyway, I wrote the song, and um, the structure of the song is there, but when you hear it, it's totally different. You're gonna like play the song right now, aren't you? Okay, good. Thank you. Please no, don't. no. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah anyway so it is on Bandcamp. um i wrote the song years ago with tony um who's the lead guitar player in our band and um yeah we just decided that it was uh something we wanted to keep actually another song that's on that e- ep is actually on our next ep so um yeah two songs actually from that acoustic ep it's, it's like that meme with the lady doing the math you know what i'm talking about yeah, um, I think so. I <laughs> like you know with the it, <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, though, those those two songs are gonna be there. Okay, all right. Um, so I want to ask what the song name means because what the fuck, <laughs> widowed and hot glued. I'm, I'm I'm gonna be real here. It really doesn't like 
it doesn't mean anything. It, it's just one of those things. It At the time, it rhymed. It does have like a little bit of like a, a meaning, I suppose, but I don't like to, I don't, I don't really like to go too deep into the meaning of lyrics and stuff because I think it, it takes away what it could mean for someone, I guess. So it's, it's really just about uh, just acknowledging when you're in a tough situation, I guess is the best way that I can describe it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah Ron, didn't you say you wrote this on your trip to Antarctica hanging out with penguins in an igloo? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly Wow, you've been yeah. to Antarctica? What's it like down there? It was, a, it was dark. <laughs> yeah, so here. Yeah. Wow. All right. <laughs> Wonderful. I was actually watching in a, uh, a documentary about Antarctica the other day with penguins and shit. It was great. <laughs> polar bears. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, I have a segue for that. From but, uh, Antarctica. Can you, tell me, can you tell me about your writing process for this single? I know you said it's like five years old, but if you can remember, that'd be cool. Or how um, you took it to like a full band song because you said you wrote uh, it for your it acoustic, acoustic EP. Yeah. Yeah, um, so I was actually pressing for this song to be like a song for years with our band, and I don't, I didn't really want to do it until like two years ago. I know that two years ago sounds like a long time, but considering we've been a thing for like six years now, it's like oh. a lot of fighting and stuff. Yeah, yeah um, so it, and you'll, you, you'll see why though, it is really drastically different than everything else on the EP, but I, I think it's like a nice, slower, you know, uh, song on, on the EP essentially. Um, uh, but yeah. yeah, what's up, Andrew? Oh no, I don't. I don't mean to cut into your time, Ron. I'm not trying to filibuster you or anything. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, but my the, writing it though, I don't remember. It was years ago. I was in high school. I was like 17. Um, I'm 23 now, so you know I'm getting up there. I don't really remember how I wrote it, but it was a dark. It was it was just a dark song. I was emo. Actually, I was probably like around Jade's age, so like that's why her songs are so wow. emo. <laughs> Wow. Poor Jade. Jade's not here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I always think, like, do you think Jade's songs will get happier? I really hope so. I hope, I they, hope, so. I hope they start feeling better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm starting to get worried about them. I hope they yeah. do happier songs because I would like to start playing happier songs. But that'd be nice. I, I remember <laughs> when um, when we started to make this song like a full band song. It was in 2017 2018 it was my senior year of high school um we rewrote a lot of these songs over and over again and there's like five or six different versions and because we just suck at writing music so you have to like write bad song sit on it and then learn more about how to play your instrument and then come back to it at least that's what we did because we're complete morons um so like the first version of this song like from the beginning like i I had just seen the shining and that's like one of my favorite movies of all time i have a poster of it on my door yeah, it's really cool oh wow um, but i remember like i really wanted to like make a song that kind of sounded like that movie if that makes sense um i mean the soundtrack for that movie is great but it's like a really slow burner kind of like a, a psychological thriller this sounds really pretentious but like it's just the whole idea of like building something up super slow and then like right when it hits you like you don't even see it coming so that's kind of what we wanted to do with this one and especially toward the end of it like we finished it last year i'm sorry we finished it in 2019 uh we were really inspired by the band daughters and their album you won't get what you want so a lot of like the soundscaping that tony does with his leads and his noise pedals and everything was pretty inspired by them and artists like mersbau 
and stuff like that. So that's kind of how it started to come together as like a as like a full band song. Okay, very interesting. Uh, so where's your headspace at while you guys are rewriting this? I guess. Uh, it's usually like, oh God, why are we doing this again? Like maybe I should. <laughs> So I'm really gonna start again. You're, you're yeah. like you're like excited. Like a cycle too. Yeah, you're so excited. Like, uh, cyclical, cyclical writing process. Some would say it's like some Sarah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we. Um... <laughs> it just goes on and on, and eventually yeah. you're like, all right, I think we got it. Yeah, we're, we're telling inside jokes and stuff now. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> okay. But essentially samsara is when you get stuck in a cycle and you just keep going over and over again because you don't know how to get outside of the cycle essentially andy am i wrong i see no. it, it was wrong um, it's we don't know much about it uh, i forget which religion or culture it belongs to so please take everything we say with a grain of salt because we're not experts on this at all but it's basically the cycle of life and death to which the material world is bound and we just kind of came across it while we were looking at like concepts like four years ago for like an album that never came out which i guess is this album that we're putting out um oh, nice. but um it's just again like it's just like a cycle so like when, when we were writing and rewriting all this material like you finish the first draft or the second or the third or the fourth or the fifth or the sixth or the seventh or the eighth or the ninth or the tenth and you're okay. really excited each of those times because you think you've got it and you're listening to it like right after you're done and you're well this it. one this is the one <laughs> yeah and then a week later you're just like oh god this is terrible we oh. have to start from scratch all over again <laughs> um i mean at least at the beginning it was because we were really like tony and i were both really hard on ourselves about the songwriting and about how everything was coming together and sounding like we sort of had this vision in our head of what we wanted everything to sound like and we knew what we wanted to feel when we listened to our demos and we weren't getting that um we sort of had this philosophy where it's like if you could listen to it six months after it's finished and still really dig it then it's pretty much done so until we were able to do that literally a song wasn't finished and it started out as like you know kind of hasty you know we were pretty impatient but then we sort of embraced it as it went on and as we matured as people and musicians because we started this album when we were teenagers and now we're like in our 20s and we were finishing it up um we sort of knew what we wanted and the writing became easier like there's songs on this record that we started writing within the same year that we finished them which is great for us yeah <laughs> we only had to write one or two versions um and the writing became faster so especially now with like new stuff that we're writing that's not even coming out this year. Uh, it's coming out on like a third or fourth EP. Uh, we're definitely not going to do that again because we kind of <laughs> learned how to write a song from doing it over and over again. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a process. Yeah. <laughs> um, so while listening to the song, what band or artist influences pop out the most to you guys, if any? Uh, I guess... Um... As, as Andy had said, a lot of people have compared it to Deftones, like mm -hmm. some of the darker Deftones stuff. Um, however, at the time that I wrote it, I had never heard of Deftones. Um, so <laughs> I'm really, I, I, at that time, I was really listening to a lot of uh, Balance and Composure, City and Color, stuff like that. Um, that's, on, that's on my end, I guess, but really... Um, the, the soundscapes and stuff that Andy was talking about um, musically, you know, with, with the lead guitar and stuff, <laughs> Daughters, um, 
you know, Andy, I don't know if you want to take it from here, or Robin. Yeah, Robin, what pops out to you when you listen to this terrible song that we've written? Hey, man, I feel oh. like, I don't know, I feel like in a weird way, it's a song, like, it might just be the fact that, you know, you listen to it so much and so much that you're just like, oh, yeah, it's like a lot, like a lot, some things, but it, like, pops out as its own thing for the most part. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, it sounds really unique, but I feel like it's only because of the fact that I've seen through, like, all the renditions of it and all this band and all that, like, it has become. So maybe it's just, I don't know, it's weird. I can't compare it to anything, honestly. It's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's just really different. Yeah, okay. that's fair. It's valid. Uh, so this question should be, like, super, super quick. Off the top of your head, I want you to describe this new awful single for new <laughs> listeners in three words. <laughs> No more, no less. Each you have to do it. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Just like this should be really quick, and we're like, uh, yeah, everybody <laughs> went quiet. This why it don't take so long to come out. <laughs> it's like a, it's. I think I have one. It's like a, it's like a dreary, sad lullaby. It's like the best way I can show. And a matter of fact, I actually say dreary in the song. Those are more. That's like one word of the lyrics. So like oh. it kind of matches. Yeah. All right. Good one. Good one. I'd say awful. Oh. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> but like in a great way, you know what I mean? Like great, um, different mm-hmm. and mm, I'll get the last word. Like unsuspected. Hmm. I would say uh treacherous torturous and spooky okay wow all right all right you guys aren't the kindest to your music yeah <laughs> no i mean that's just that's just the humor i'm sorry like that's just the humor we kind of have about ourselves no i, I get okay. it that's yeah I, I know you guys are joking i'm trying to make a joke about the joke <laughs> Good try, Shane. fell flat god damn it um so is there a certain feeling or emotion you want this song to invoke in your listeners? Or is it just kind of like a take it as you will? That's more of like a Ron question because you were the, the director and the executive producer of this single. Yeah, um, I, I guess I, uh, I don't know. You know, I, I don't say this about any other song that I've written or been a part of. I always feel like there's some type of uh, there's something that I want listeners to take from, but it's just such a it's such a an emotional song, I guess that it you know it may invoke feelings of uh, I don't know. Actually, to be honest with you, when I listen to the song, every time that I've listened to it after we finished it, it kind of gives me like a feeling of anxiety almost. So. I mean, it's just like a really dark song. So, okay. oh, Glo- Glo- Glory's gone. She's uh, Glory's back. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, don't don't fall uh, trapped to the anxiety. You know what I'm saying? Just listen okay. to it and yeah, don't take it too seriously. All right. I like that. Uh, so we've beat around the bush with the CP that you guys have coming out in the spring. What can you tell us about it? Well, the first thing, Shane, that I can definitely tell you about it is that we don't know if it's going to be coming out in the spring. <laughs> well, I'm, just go- I'm just going off of what you told me in the email, which was, we have a CP coming out in the spring. So now you're telling me you lied to me? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, no. 
we like to ourselves. Lie to ourselves because we. That's really it. Look, I mean, but then we gotta be honest. Why? What we have to do is we usually take about a month to argue about the master and stuff, and we like you know mastering the track. So we'll Uh argue for. Actually, it's not even a month. It's about six weeks. That was actually what Widowed was. This song was about like six weeks, right? You spent six weeks on one song. Yeah, I mean, well, we, oh my god, about six years on this one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, basically, yeah. It. <laughs> is that your release schedule? Every six years, we're gonna get an EP out. Um, no, no, definitely put the EP no, out mean, after a stimulus check is passed. <laughs> so, yeah, never sounds, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, no, but realistically, you know, yeah, we will, we will release music quickly. I mean, the EP will come out no matter what. No, okay. It doesn't matter what happens. <laughs> this summer, the EP <laughs> is fucking coming out, man. Minimum. Like, that would be like in the worst case scenario and everything went to shit. EP's coming out this summer. You know what, Ron? I'm going to hold you to that. As yeah. summer comes closer, we say, but the fall, mm-hmm. fall is <laughs> looking really good right fall, now. It's just the season of. Okay. Okay, but like winter, <laughs> if you guys could sneak it in there right when press still gives a shit about releases. Like, I think twenty twenty two is looking early good. Early twenty twenty two. There's not very many releases in January. You exactly. guys would stick Take out. Spring off. Yeah. I, I think truthfully though, like we're looking at like that liminal space between spring and summer, like May, June. We're not, you know, pushing yeah. it to like summer, summer, like July, August. Um but yeah, so just like talking more about that EP, um, is going to be this song, uh, Scarlet, which we put out in October. I think, no, we put that out in November. Sorry. We announced it in October. And we have another single coming out within the next one or two months, which is also going to be on it. So there's going to be about five or six songs in this EP total. And it's the first of two EPs that we're going to be putting out within the next year or so. Um, Because we have a lot of music that we're sitting on. So... I would say with this EP, it sounds like a pretty good balance between Scarlet and Widowed. I'm not sure if people listening have heard Scarlet or uh, both of you have, either of you have heard Scarlet, but um, kind of like we're blurring the lines between like Scrams and Punk and Post Hardcore on this one. Mm-hmm. And then with the next EP that we're putting together, which has already been recorded for the most part, um, it's like really kind of crazy like really inspired by death grips and like super scramsy weird noisy bands it's like the second ep is going to sound a lot more i hate to use this word like violent than this one okay this one has a lot more melody so that's what i think about it is that the first ep reels you in and the second one hits you out (laughs) or the first ep pushes you away and the second ep and the second one is just like run and never look game. back yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like no more floral gray for Let's me see it <laughs> all right well looking forward to that i think question mark <laughs> maybe that first ep i don't know about that second one yeah <laughs> so where do you guys see the band in the next five years Oh god. Uh, realistically, I think we'll be playing at Rock and Rio in Brazil. <laughs> Solid. No, 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 no. Actually, I'll, I'll give you a real answer there. Um, oh. Hopefully, um, you know, realistically, five years from now, I would imagine that we would have at a minimum our second LP out. We don't, um, we, we, 
aren't going to break up or something. We kind of we all know that because we've been okay. together for six years now. We joke around about manage, it, but we just know you won't get divorced. But you miss each other too much. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're we're all we're all homies with each other. Um, you know. So yeah, uh, realistically, two LPs out, I guess, in in a few years. And, and a lot of that stuff has been written. Our lead guitar player Tony. Um, this was the exception that I wrote this song and a song on the next EP. Tony writes the idea for the majority of the songs, and he already has, um, at least from what he told me, like basically an LP's worth of ideas and songs uh, already oh, wow. for for not even the next EP, but for the you know after that. So. Yeah. We, wow. We've been writing um, songs for the third release. We don't know if that's going to be an EP or an album yet, but that'll definitely be out next year or mid-2023. And we'll probably have like a second or third LP out in like five years, hopefully. Um, I think our workflow has definitely gotten better. Like, it definitely has. Because we kind of, you know, we really learned a lot from writing these two EPs that were putting together because I mean, like I said we spent a lot of time on it like I know we joke about it I'm sorry if that kind of like threw you guys off but like <laughs> no, okay. we, we joke about it that it was like this terrible like torturous time but like we really like learned a lot about ourselves as musicians and people and like learning how to critique your own demos and and because you really like think like a producer in that mindset like you're not thinking like a musician when you're listening back to a demo trying to perfect it from like a songwriting standpoint you're thinking like a producer like Rick Rubin or uh, Kenny Beats or something like you're really thinking about just details other than the scale that you're playing or something like that. So, all right. Uh, so I have the honor of asking the last couple of questions. Uh, every single person we've spoken to. Sorry, Glory. I'm just Whoa. spewing shit. Oh my god! Out you, of my brain. You skipped to the last question and then you yeah. went back. It's okay. It's okay. So. Uh, I have the honor of asking. No, okay, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> okay, Third so for the last couple questions, we're actually going to shift away from music, if that's okay with you guys. Of course, yeah. Sick. Uh, so we're going to go straight to death row. So if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? There you go. Thank you, Glory. You're welcome. Oh, no. I'm thinking. Is there a drink restriction? No. no. Yeah, whatever you want, bro. Whatever mm -hmm. you would like to drink. Can I get more than one drink? No. Oh, I was gonna say yeah. No. No. Wait, what? What drink? <laughs> any drink? Any, no, wait, drink. But what did Robin say? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> one drink or two drinks. <laughs> no, 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 no. And. For me, I think I, I would definitely have a San Pellegrino sparkling water. Oh, with, taste. Yep. Yes, of course. In, in, in a glass with ice. In a glass. Oh, wow, fancy. You have okay. to have it in a glass with ice. Otherwise, you're not going to get the palate for it. All right. You okay. have to have it in a glass. Okay. Um, okay. So whenever um, our previous band, To Vanish Tomorrow, would have a shitty show, we would go get milkshakes from Sonics. So I would get like a giant vanilla milkshake. Okay. Robin, what's your drink? And then we'll go to food. I guess. Uh, for drink, I would definitely have to do a probably um, Macallan triple cask on ice. Actually, I don't, I don't even know what that is, but that sounds yeah, good. Um, is that liquor? Yes. Oh. <laughs> the 15 year one, too. So it's like oh. nice and smooth. This is the last thing I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink it slow, too. Mm. <laughs> All right. And oh, and then to eat, like, right? A big, juicy, mm -hmm. you know, those really expensive, like, rare cuts yeah or meats or like steak 
-hmm. one of those just like right in the middle but like really big ones too so i could take my time with it exactly okay. yeah yeah is that why it's you like wanted two drinks want <laughs> the two drinks because the, the meat is so tiny you know i'm saying it's gonna be like <laughs> i'm gonna need a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> to go through with it <laughs> Ron, what would your what would your item of food be or your item? Uh, I'm a big tray? I'm a big fiend for sushi. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess I would have some sushi in the end. You know what I'm saying? I would. Right. I, I can uh, I can see that. Yeah, Ron having sushi on death row. Um, uh, for me, I think I would probably kind of go in similar realm. Um, I would probably have an order of General So's chicken with a full order of broccoli and pork fried rice. Um, that would that would be amazing and I would, I would love to go out after eating that all right sounds great solid yeah <laughs> uh, so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live oh my god you asked this at the fox teeth interview too oh, we asked right. these last yeah. three questions yeah. during the fox oh, teeth interview mm -hmm. So you guys have answered all of these, but it's been so long that I was hoping yeah. you would forget. Because I was yeah. my segue was going to include you guys have already answered these before, but I couldn't even get the segue out. It's okay. <laughs> Whenever I, me and Andy don't know what to say, Jada usually answers, so she's not here right now. So. Yeah, 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 they're not here. So. I think I got it. So I will put myself in the Matrix, but I'll make it so that the last day I'm there, I get unplugged, and then I come back. Wait, I have a question. Are we gonna just officially say that the Matrix is a fictional place? Because I have a feeling like it could, you know, could possibly exist. I feel like I just want to do it because then at that point I'll just like, I don't know, like, is it real anymore? Anything? <laughs> Will I get disconnected again? What's yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what? Uh, what say you, Andy? Say me. Um, I don't know what say me. Uh, I think fictional. Uh, I would probably, you know, I would like to live in a world where Spider-Man exists. I, I that would definitely be really cool. Any Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, mm -hmm. um, Andrew Car. Well, no, no, screw the Andrew Garfield. Spy. Thank I want you. To do okay. With that. Yeah, there we I go. I got scared. Yeah, I, I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. With but I want to be able to like grab onto his feet while he slings around New York City, like just hang on, like by his ankle or something. Oh. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <So a lot laughs> okay. <of> just, <laughs> just right. like flail my arms like in the wind. Oh like wait, that. but how would you hold on to his feet then? I can flail my arm. Oh, here. And when, okay, and then when that one, one gets arm. tired, okay. I can switch. Okay, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> I, okay. I hope make it. Uh, Ron, what would your uh, fictional world be? I think this is actually such an easy question. Thinking about it, it would obviously be Star Wars. Okay. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, really, like, it would just be so, I don't know, dude, I, I, if you were to come into my house, right, which I don't mm -hmm. know if any of you ever will, but anyway, long story short, you would see Star Wars, like, paraphernalia everywhere, dude, like, I have posters, I have a million Star Wars Legos, I actually have the Millennium Falcon downstairs, so it would just be so cool, and then Chewie, like, you know what I mean, like, if I had, like, Chewbacca with me, he'd be like, ah! That, yeah that's exactly it, like. it actually reminds me of, of a story i remember this one time ron showed up to practice with what he thought was his base case but he took out a lightsaber oh so confused and you know, the funny thing is that, that sounds like it could actually happen because there's been times where i just like don't bring shit to practice and stuff like that <laughs> listen you don't need that shit anyway 
<laughs> music, it's not important. <laughs> Rob pulled out that lightsaber. You know, I keep that thing on me. <laughs> so I'm not going to fuck up the segue. I have the honor of asking last question. Every single person we've spoken to has said the most important question. What's your favorite color? I like orange. No joke. I know that's like a like not a popular one, but I'm a big uh, I'm a big fiend for a light orange. Taste. I like the colors yellow and pink. Yellow, best color. Yellow is a superior color, mm-hmm. especially for a drum set. Also. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate to be that guy, but for me, it's black. That's a huh? shade, bro. That doesn't Thank you. count. You've broken the rules twice, dude. You said the Matrix, which is <laughs> kind of like in this weird realm of fictional and reality. Now you're talking. That's the whole about- point. It's just to, to like fuck myself. <laughs> like, oh my god, am I still in it? Oh my god. <laughs> Live your life wondering. Robin, <laughs> I will let you pass, Robin. Uh, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you guys would like to plug? Um. I mean, so we are Floral Gray. We have uh, Widowed and Hot Clued, a music video directed by our good friend Mateo, who did a lot of stuff with Fox Teeth too, which is cool. That'll be out on February 12th. And then the single drops everywhere on February 13th. And be on the lookout for our next single in March or April. And then we'll have an EP coming out sometime between May of this year and May of 2030. (laughs) Okay. Wonderful. All right. Uh, well, thank you. Well, I would like to uh, plug too. So, <laughs> what is that? Huh? you put everything. Oh, you okay. left us uh, I thought I thought you said you had stuff to plug. So I was like, okay, I won't sign <laughs> off yet. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, well, thank you for now. This guy's has been Floral Gray, and we're the Good Noise Podcast.